What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Alex De Silva podcast. We hope you are well and having an amazing day, afternoon, evening, wherever you are in the world. And welcome to another episode. Remember to like, subscribe, and leave a comment on whatever platform you're listening. Now, let's get on with the show with your host, Alex De Silva. All right, we're live. Welcome to another episode. I've got Ilana today. She's another one of my guests, Survivor. I'm starting to kind of think that we call ourselves Survivor, right? When we're I talking like about <laughs> yes, we've been through the journey, gone through the trenches, and we're 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 surviving. We're powering through. How are you doing? How's it going? Other than the leak, you seem to have a leak yeah. in the house. <laughs> Pain, but otherwise, I'm doing okay today. Yeah, yeah. good, good stuff. Listen, I'm really really keen really interested to hear your your journey i think just before we kicked off one of the things i mentioned is you know how incredibly different everybody's journey is you know no person i've spoken to whether it's been on text or on the phone or whatever it may be everybody's just been so different so i'm really really interested in in kind of hearing yours and then you know let's just kind of take it from there and you know and then kind of broaden the the horizon but how did this kind of come about to you? How, you know, uh, yeah, how, how did it kind of first uh, start out? Sure. So back in January of 2022, I went to bend over to pick up. I was like at home at my parents. I was 22 at the time. And I went to bend over and pick up my parents, like 15 pound dog. And I couldn't. I was like in tons of pain. I was already seeing a chiropractor at the time for migraines. I went, he helped, and it sort of like was just, I had some hip pain, back low back pain for several months. And then that June, I was working at an overnight camp and we had an overnight with the kids. So it was like an overnight camping trip and it rained. We gave the kids, I was like the staff member in charge of all the counselors. I was a unit head. And we gave the kids our staff tarp. So they be covered in the rain because at that camp like when we go on camping trips it's usually like a camping under the stars situation mm-hmm. not if it's raining so we gave them our tarp and I had all the staff stay in our camp van which lay flat but as the boss I took one for the team and was like I'm gonna sit in like sleep upright mm-hmm. in the seat and I was in excruciating pain could not like bend over to get anything done. So the camp sent me to urgent care and they were like, you have sciatica. You need to ice it for a couple of times a day. It'll go away in like three weeks tops. And then three weeks comes around and I'm still mm. having issues. And so, you know, I deal with that for a couple of months. I go back to North Carolina for school, which is where I was at the time. I see like a really incredible chiropractor there who's like top of the line sports medicine chiropractor stuff. And they do a bunch of x-rays and it turns out I have a nine millimeter herniation. So I see an orthopedist Mm -hmm. and we make a plan for me to get an epidural injection. It's not that surgery isn't on the table. It's just, we want to try to get it like, decreased with an epidural first Mm -hmm. so while that's going on I go and visit my grandmother for her 80th birthday in New Jersey and I fly up there I'm fine I mean I'm in pain but I'm icing whatever it's not quite unclimbing yet on the plane ride back it's not an easy landing and they think that's what created my whole quad alquina issue it got worse over that week I started having bowel incontinence. I started having bladder incontinence. And I went to work on a Thursday. And that Thursday, I worked at an over, I'm sorry, I worked at an after school program. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm 23. So this happened this past April. Wow. Um, but I went to work at my after school program at like a YMCA. I don't know if you guys have that where mm-hmm. you are, but yeah. So I worked at a YMCA. And I told my parents that I was going to work. And, you know, my orthopedist had mentioned, like, 
previously, like if you have any incontinence, that's an emergency, you need to do something about it. And I'm going to be honest, I didn't think about it until it was a couple of days of it. And I was like, mm-hmm. wait, this is a pattern. This is a problem. And I, mm-hmm. the bowel incontinence definitely, you know, kicked it into my brain. So I mentioned mm-hmm. this to my parents and then I went off to work. My uncle is a ER doctor here mm-hmm. in Boston. He like, is on the Harvard faculty, like big shot ER doctor. My mom mentions this to him and he's telling her like, Alana needs to get to the ER immediately and not like, I'm in like the middle of nowhere in North Carolina. He's like, <laughs> you need to send her to Durham where there's a neuro orthopedist. Like mm. she needs to go to the ER and I'm at work. So I'm not getting any of these messages. My dad, his sister is a urologist and she's busy saying like, oh my God, get her to the ER. So I'm getting all these texts and calls and I'm like, well, I'm already at work. It's too late. Like I'm at work. And as I'm at work, my foot starts to drop. And wow. I yeah. and I'm stumbling around and I say to my coworker, I'm like, I, I can't walk right. Like I, I need to go. I'm having mm. problems. I say to my boss, I think I need to go to the ER. I'm having some sort of medical emergency. So I leave my car at work. I've organized for one of my friends to take my car back to my apartment and I Uber to Durham, which is like an hour away. Mm-hmm. And that was probably the scariest moment of my life because I didn't know, you know, I'm being told like, oh my God, Alana, you could be paralyzed. You could like be peeing and pooping yourself for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. And I just didn't know. And I sat in that ER for like six hours in the waiting room because they were super busy. It was like the Thursday before Easter. So, you know, everyone's seeing their grandparents (laughs) and their grandparents are not looking great. So they're (laughs) all taking them to the ER. It was so busy. Finally, I'm there. You know, they do the little finger up the butt mm. thing, and they're like <laughs> the famous <laughs> finger. Yes, and that test is fine. I'm not retaining any urine. Urine. So the, they're like, you have partial quota equina, but we don't need to operate tonight. They said you need to talk to your orthopedist like immediately. So I see the orthopedist that Monday, that weekend. My mom flies out. She's like taking care of me. I can't move. Like I cannot move. It gets worse over the next three days. And so by the time it's Monday and I see my orthopedist, he's like, we're operating tomorrow. You have, we have to operate tomorrow. So I had surgery. I had a laminectomy and microdisectomy at my L5 S1, no, S1 L5, mm-hmm. I think. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. Um, and Basically, I was told you're young enough that you should recover from this. It'll be fine. I never had any issues on my left side of my leg. I'll say my right leg was an issue. When I woke up from my surgery, it was wild. I was suddenly like in so much less pain. I still had back pain, but the issues down my leg were so much better. The Mm -hmm. saddle anesthesia was gone. And it was so funny. I kept saying for the next day that I felt like I was naked from Mm -hmm. like, bummed out because I suddenly had feeling down there and I was so extra Mm. sensitized (laughs) because I wasn't used to it Mm. after like five days of having no feeling you know Mm. in my saddle region and my leg I I felt like I was naked Mm. and so I recovered fine I mean it it wasn't pleasant I was in a back brace what all my friends were graduating from college I was not and Mm. (laughs) it was a whole thing and you know that was a whole issue but I went to the same summer camp this summer. I was fine. I had, after recovery, I had three wonderful months that I was fine. Mm -hmm. And then this September, it decompensated. I had just moved to Boston Mm -hmm. three days earlier. And suddenly, everything was bad. And and so I've been dealing with that since. They're trying to figure out what's going on. Yeah. Um, But yeah, that's. So when you say everything is kind of back, so what's happened then? Is it is it kind of re-herniated again? Like what what's so they, happened? You know, they've taken like three MRIs. I've been to the ER twice since moving here. Mm-hmm. Um, my doctor's keeping like, you're supposed to go more. But at this point, I'm like, I'm having these red flag symptoms all the time. Why do I need, like, if you want to order an MRI, you order an MRI. I'm not sitting all mm-hmm. day in the ER for you to get an MRI of my back. 
Um, but I'm having pretty regular urinary incontinence again, which was gone after the surgery. Bowel incontinence, I'm not. I'm Mm -hmm. just in excruciating pain all the time. The numbness is horrible. I was totally not able to like walk normally for several months. So the issue is after I went and had surgery in North Carolina, my doctor, my surgeon did a wonderful job. Like the doctors here were like, oh my God, he did a wonderful job. But he had told me I didn't need to have physical therapy because I was so young. And the doctors mm-hmm. here, several of them have said that that's heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. And that is the issue. So I've been working my butt off in yeah. physical therapy Good. for like the last three months. And I've gotten a lot of function back in my leg and my core. Mm-hmm. I need to start pelvic floor physical therapy to hopefully help with other stuff. But mm-hmm. I was walking with a cane for a bit here and that wasn't even an issue before Mm -hmm. and I'm 23 so there's like all these things I can't I can't sit in class for long periods of time I can't Mm -hmm. sit and get any work done I mean I just I can't sit I can't sit. I need to lay down all the time I go to the movies with my friends and we have to get an ADA seat Mm -hmm. so that I can then stand Mm -hmm. without blocking people uh, do you know what I feel you I, I have these conversations with with people sometimes and try to explain because I, I think when people look at us physically they're like oh you know you're looking so I healthy and yeah you look fine yeah. I'm like yeah but underneath there's just something that all of a sudden my body goes I just can't do this I need to go to sleep I need to go and do I need to lie down I like need just, to pee every hour I need to pee every, yes. so I don't pee myself that's it. <laughs> just before we started this, I was like, I need to go for a pee just to be on the safe side because I yeah. know when it comes, it comes. And um, I had a physio here today and uh, we went for a walk around the block and it's not very far. You know, you, you're probably talking. That's four, what I walk. 400 I used to walk seven miles and now same. I walk around the block. <laughs> no, this is it. <laughs> I used to do like, t- same as you, like I used to do like 10K runs and I used to yeah. do all sorts of, you know, crazy things. And all of a sudden now I'm walking around a block with with my physio and I'm kind of going, man, this is, this is different. This is very different, you know, because my, my journey started in just September this year, yeah. September oh, wow. this year. So very new. Yeah. Very new into, into this whole thing. And, and I'm, I'm not saying I'm not young. I'm not old. I turned 33 three weeks ago yeah i mean you're young so, for this no not 33 sorry 43 i turned 43 this year in november no you're 25th. young for this like, yeah yeah still yeah like, you're not I don't supposed get to have spinal injuries like this no you're now. not no no this is it and you know i never i i've always you know been very active like yourself just to kind of always be from a young age always been active always did either martial arts or did some kind of sports or something you know like never mm-hmm. really had any any issues and this just sucker punched me you know just completely out of the blue never thought you know this this would happen and um you know it was i yeah, it was it was a, a, a sort of a big challenge, you know, really, really big challenge. But it's kind of where it's you a mental are, thing too, I think. Massively, massively. I think above anything, one of the scariest thing, which you know, I'd love to kind of get your take on this, because obviously yours again, you know, obviously very similar in kind of what we're going through. But even as you were getting diagnosed, there you were talking about you know the incontinence and that didn't that was the last thing that happened for me so mm-hmm. um what started with me was because i started to see a chiropractor as well but in the uk if i tell any of the nurses or any of the doctors that i was seeing a chiropractor they roll their eyes i don't know what it is oh, about chiropractic a little bit here too but they don't yeah they don't get the best of they don't get the best of uh of, of reps but i think especially in this case which is the first time ever i actually saw one mm-hmm. i think they were a little bit like why do they keep working on you considering what they you know the scans mm, and everything that they do why yeah. do they carry on doing it because you know they did say to me look you've got a hernia they told me exactly the disc and it was the exact disc that was herniated that was the call to requiner so it's a big yeah. big thing Might around well. this now so um but what what's um what's interesting you know how your kind of started out you talked about the, the your foot drop um yeah Mine started first. So for me, it was the sciatica, but it was very, very light to start with. And it was kind of like on the both bum cheeks, 
that I would get like some some pain coming through and then just that above the ankle for me as well yeah yeah just above the ankle and then all of a sudden it just it, it went from just every now and then to then it just kicked off and it was non Were you stumbling? Stop. Oh yeah. yeah 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 that's because, when I knew I had to go to the hospital was, yeah I was stumbling yeah, it was it was ridiculous because the I had sciatica before when I was younger, uh, when I used to train, and um, I'd have had it before from just doing jujitsu, and you know I hurt my back, and I got sciatica then. And but like the doctors usually say, just ice pack it, do the kind of the physio exercises, and you'll be good in in a few weeks. You'll be fine. Never had it again. No, since. my foot's going numb. I'm just gonna put my background on blurry and stand up. Yeah, yeah. No, no, go for it. <laughs> Sorry, continue. No, that's fine. These are the things that we need to. Yes. <laughs> these are the these are the things that people don't understand that we need to 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 to, to deal with on on the fly. But yeah, with me was was the foot drop that came first, and it started out with um, with my right foot, and and then eventually uh, my left one dropped as well. So I basically lost both. So, yeah, yours was wow. That's yeah. scary. That is sorry, really, that's scary. Yeah, it was really weird. Yeah, really weird sensation because so the Friday when my right foot dropped, um, I was in so much pain from the sciatica. Um, mm. I live in an apartment uh with, with my wife and, and my children, and we had just moved back here. Um, so we moved back to this place and we I was just walking up the stairs. The kids were, my wife came down to help me because I said to her, look, I'm in really odd, like a really bad pain. Can you just come and help me with some some stuff? And I'm carrying two trays of eggs. And I think there's probably about 30 eggs. So it was like 60 eggs, which is nothing. It's not heavy. And I kid you not, Alana, by the time I walked up, and it's only two flights of stairs, by the time I walked up to the top flight, I was in so much agony. I, would, I just burst into tears because I was in, I've never felt anything like it. Yeah. And my foot had dropped as well. So walking up the stairs, again, was a hassle. I called the ambulance. The ambulance came and uh, they refused to take me. They refused to yeah, take you, me. I was listening on your podcast. Yes. Insane. Oh, but no. That is. Yeah, it's really I, bad. So, like, that's heartbreaking. Because, like. Yeah. Well, the thing is, and this is what my wife and I have been talking about and we've been looking at things externally from 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 here uh is that had they taken me then because my groin had started to go numb so that is yeah. when that started to go so my right foot had dropped and my groin had started to go numb but I didn't have the saddle anesthesia um had they taken me then and had they done the MRI scan they would have said okay right you got called a requirement we're going to get you in the studio I, I would have I, walked out of there yeah. Sorry, I similarly similarly wish that I had pushed harder to have surgery that night. I was in mm. the ER because I hadn't had the saddle anesthesia at that point. Mm. It wasn't until like a day later and it just yeah. got worse and worse. And by the time I then saw my orthopedist, they were like, yeah, we're operating tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. But it's like, who knows? Maybe I wouldn't be peeing myself now. Had, yeah. Yeah. And and this is some of the things which, you know, which is why I wanted to do this, because to bring some awareness, not just to people in general, but also as well, I want to get a couple of professionals in to have these conversations because, you know, they just said to me, oh, yeah, you're going to go home on on Friday. I woke up and I'm like, how the hell am I going to go home? I can't even walk. So I went from having, (laughs) you know, drop feet to all of a sudden waking up and I'm paralyzed, like I can't walk. And, and I'm, and I've got zero no bowel, no bladder movement. Everything is mm-hmm. is completely gone, completely numb, and it's yeah, it's, it's absolutely you know petrifying being in in that situation, right? Absolutely. Um, but with, I mean, how are kind of things with you now? Have you started the the, the physio? Are things kind of improving? Yes. So I go to physical therapy twice a week, every week, and I've been doing that since September. I've started working with a doctor who's like the head of the spine center here in Boston, mm-hmm. you know, Harvard teaching hospital, wonderful, as well nice. as a non-surgical orthopedist who I see pretty regularly. Um, uh, physical therapy, so hard, but I've been working mm-hmm. very, very hard. And I got to do squats for the first time since, nice. you know, surgery. I, I couldn't do it. I got to do squats for the first time since surgery last week and I couldn't believe it. 
you know, when I started physical therapy in September and everything, like every time a doctor checked my reflexes, I had no knee jerk. I had no ankle jerk at all. And mm-hmm. now those are coming back, which is hopeful. But there was several months there that I was like, that's it. I've lost function. Mm-hmm. It's never going to happen. Um, and I just, you know, was really, really hopeless. Mm-hmm. Um, right now I'm on Lyrica, which has really, really helped with the nerve pain, which is great. I just started a new anti-inflammatory, Meloxicam, which has been great during the daytime, not as much at night, but I, mm-hmm. I walked around Cambridge last week to do some Christmas shopping and yes. I felt like a real human being. I was like, look at me, I'm walking around, like I walked to the train and was like, wow, yeah. I did it. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> so things are looking up. I'm gonna start um, the pelvic floor physical therapy soon. But, you know, there's still some frustration. I had an EMG this past week, and they're like, yeah, it looks healthy. I'm like, well, clearly it's not healthy. There's stuff wrong with the nerves. So figure it out because this isn't it. I think before before all of this happened, I was the type of person to be like, the doctors know what they're saying. And I wasn't somebody to be pushy. And this has really taught me. And also listening to your podcast has really taught me. You have to advocate for everything I mean everything and anything and I'm such a non-confrontational person when it comes to this type of stuff that it's not easy but like Mm -hmm. neither is laying around hopeless and having nothing to do so you got to do something you know absolutely yeah no I agree and and this is this was the um the thing with me I'm very much like you I'm not a confrontational person I'm really not you know that that's that's not who who I am but as I was starting to kind of see the reality of what was going on and, you know, and that I was just basically being left. And if I hadn't have said anything, I would have just been left there and probably would still be in hospital, still waiting for physio, still waiting for things to happen. And um, I was like, absolutely not. You know, this isn't happening. Yeah, I don't for have... you. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, yeah. I and, and this is what I, you know, hopefully people that, that listen, take, this out of that you know is advocate for yourself because at the end of it is this is your life you know Mm -hmm. and if there is that opportunity where you can recover absolutely number one thing is you got to take responsibility and accountability for yourself but you're not the professional you don't know everything do you know what I mean but one of the things that you do know is you've got to put yourself first and that's what I said you know to myself is okay right so I can recover from this 110 percent there's no debating. I don't care what anybody else. I've really kept, I kept telling myself and I tell myself this every single day. And I think, you know, mm. which I'd like to get your mindset because you mentioned about, you know, how challenging it can be around the mind. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I said to myself from the beginning, you know, even before we went for the operation, you know, I, I told myself, okay, we're going to get through this and, you know, we're going to recover. And yeah. I've been doing it. And every time, Honestly, down to the smallest thing, like going to the toilet. If I go to the toilet and I kind of look and go, wow, I'm peeing better. Well done. Like I'll literally <laughs> exactly. congratulate myself. I kid you not. Because as I've been reading over the years, especially recently, is that kind of self-reward tells the body, brain, body function that, mm-hmm. okay, cool. All right, we're, we're in the right place. Cool. Let's go. Let's do more of this. So, yeah, I'm a massive advocate for one, fight for yourself get the stuff that you need, get the help, get the yeah. support. And also as well, that kind of positive, you know, mindset, because it is really, really important. And, you know, look at you, you're talking about your, your physio, you know, how much you've propelled forward, you know? Yeah. I um, mean, I can do things that I thought I was never going to do again. So. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. what, what are kind of the things that you weren't able to, and I now mean, you're in a position even where you can. just being able to walk around the block, you know, mm like small things like that but doing a squat I mean just being able to move like there's muscles that I just lost the connection with I didn't Mm -hmm. know how to um move them and I had to figure it out and like just a simple pelvic tilt Mm -hmm. I started PT I couldn't do a pelvic tilt whatsoever or and then it was like you know tiniest bit like yeah a centimeter off of the table I was moving and now like I can, I mean, I can't do a pelvic tilt the way like somebody who didn't have a quad equina mm. issue 
to do, yeah. but I'm getting there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exciting. I mean, my my knee jerk nerve, I don't know if it has anything to do with the PT, but that's like when I do a reflex, mm-hmm. like when someone tests it, my knee jerks a little bit. My ankle, yeah. it's like a trace, but hey, a trace, I'll take a mm-hmm. trace over nothing. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> I mean, I think sitting there the first time that they tested my reflexes and there was nothing was one of the scary other than like mm. that night at the yard one of the scariest things so i'm like i'm 23 and you don't know you don't know if a nerve's going to come back you can't mm. control that yeah that is and really, you're looking really at scary. it it's like a reflex isn't something you ever think about a reflex is supposed to be there and then yeah. it wasn't yeah oh and it's it... not like i was paralyzed but like it's scary yeah <laughs> you know yeah of course it's... it is yeah, absolutely. It's frightening. I think you know when, regardless of of how bad or how long it is, do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, this is serious stuff, really, really serious stuff. And it, and it's one of those as well that it's not like breaking an arm or breaking a leg. Do you know what I mean? Where you're kind of like, okay, right, we'll put it on a cast, we'll fix it if we need surgery. Yeah, you just we'll don't get know. It you don't know because it's one of these things where it's 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 nerve. And that was kind of mm-hmm. the, the the scariest thing for me, as you kind of touched on there, where you're looking down. And I was like looking down on my feet and going, it's just not moving. It's not working. It's not working. Like, what the fuck? And then all of a sudden I'm going, is it going to work? And, you know, as as uh, as we kind of learn, thankfully, and I think this is the, the, the nice thing is thankfully for us, because we weren't one of the ones that, you know, we didn't get it caught too late. You know, no, yeah. I'm so are. glad I had relatives that were like, you need to get your butt to the ER immediately. Yeah. 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 Because this is the the thing that and, and I've seen some cases, obviously in the group that we're in, mm-hmm. where some people so unfortunately is heartbreaking. You know, it, it's heartbreaking. They were just because, failed by healthcare. Yeah, the system. Oh. Yeah. You know, and yeah. this is the 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 real problem here. I interviewed someone. Uh, who should be coming out soon, I think ne- this week, actually. She was a nurse in Canada, and it happened to her. And she got called a requiner. And the same thing was happening to her. The system that she works in was saying, you know, we're delaying her and delaying her. And you have to listen to it. it, it, it it's it's incredible. And, but also mind-blowing how, you know, as, as someone who's a professional – who knows this stuff, obviously he's not specialized in it, but she even said, you know, we get trained in this. So you kind of know what to look out for. You know what to mm-hmm. expect. Um, you know, it's, yeah, it, it, it is scary when, when it you're, is. when you're looking at this and you're realizing I did some research the other day and it's six in a million. Um, really? Yeah who who have wow. this yeah so it's really really rare it's not so something rare. that yeah so it's um i can kind of understand in one way okay people you know uh, and everybody i speak to go what the hell is called a requiner syndrome and then when you kind of get into it you really no, every time it, i go to a doctor i have to spell it for them explain it to them jesus honestly it, but it, it, this is the the um, the one thing that I've kind of realized, you know, is it's um, how have you found this, even with your family? You said you've got, you know, medical professionals in your family. Yeah. But how have you found it? Because one of the things that I've realized, this, this is a very lonely journey, even when you've got <sighs> professionals around you and when you've Absolutely. got family who are supportive. How has that kind of affected you? Yeah, I mean, so personally, Part of my issue, all my friends just graduated from college while I was recovering from a surgery. So, you know, I feel really lonely in that. And, you know, I think I'm not post-grad. I'm still working towards the degree part-time. Um, now I'm, I tried doing in-person classes this semester. It did not work. I'm going to try asynchronous. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think just in general, when you're 23 and all your friends are moving, mm-hmm. whatever, it's going to be a bit of a lonely experience. But mm-hmm. on top of that, I have all these medical issues. And on, in addition to quadroquina, I've already been dealing with some other chronic medical problems okay. and disability. And so, you know, none of my friends can relate to this. My friends can go out, they're meeting new people, they're doing, they're dating. Hmm. I can't, I, I hmm. don't, I can't prioritize any of those things because I physically can't do it. Hmm. It's so lonely, you know? Hmm. 
And it's not that they're not trying to help. My friends were amazing after my surgery. One of my best friends stayed with me literally the day of my surgery when I was like absolutely out of it in a hotel mm. room because they discharged me when oh, it was a whole thing. Unbelievable. But oh, anyway, tell me. <laughs> okay, so I was supposed to have a drain put in because mm-hmm. um, I was having a laminectomy. It was just mm-hmm. supposed to be a laminectomy. And I was supposed to be inpatient for that night, possibly two nights. Mm-hmm. So I packed all my stuff. My mom and I were there. My mom luckily had a hotel nearby because it was like going to be, you know, a multi-day situation. Mm-hmm. But the surgery went really well that my doctor was actually able to cut less of my bone than mm-hmm. expected. So I didn't have to be there with the drain. So they discharged me. They discharged me at like, 5 p.m. and they sent all my medications to a pharmacy that apparently closed at 5 p.m. and so my poor mother had to drop me off at the hotel and I'm like barely functioning can't do anything in a back brace you know Mm. still figuring out how to move very small muscles like Mm -hmm. and you know on whatever drugs they gave me in the yeah. surgery. Yeah. And they're starting to wear off. Yeah. And so I'm in so much pain. And so my mother drives to this pharmacy and they're closed. So then she's calling everywhere and everyone. And it's just unbelievable. It took her like three hours to get me the meds that I was supposed to have. And at that point, the meds that they gave me during the surgery were starting to wear off and I was mm. in excruciating pain. Mm. Luckily, one of my bestest friends in the entire world happened to be in Durham, which is like an hour away from the school mm-hmm. I was at mm-hmm. for grandparents there. It was, it was Easter. It was like Easter weekend. Oh. <laughs> um, but so she happened to be in town and she came and took care of me while my mom was there. But it was just oh, like, amazing. if you're going to discharge someone, you better figure out how to get them. Yeah. Yeah. We, and we had exactly the same. Like we it's had just it- like, yeah, it's an absolute nightmare. We had exactly the same thing when I was being discharged. Um, but one of the things I did notice is that what they do is they'll they'll tell you that you're going home during the day, but you don't leave until the evening. So you you know they'll come around in the morning. So yeah. right, by the way, we're gonna you know you're gonna go home today, and I've seen it happen every single time they they discharge someone on my ward or, or kind of like in my room. Mm-hmm. And um, the wife comes in, the children all come in, everybody's there waiting because they're thinking they're going to go, oh, by lunchtime, we'll be gone. They're still there until six, seven o'clock in the evening. Oh, my god! Because the pharmacy takes forever to get, you know, just their, just the doctors yeah. and, you know, the nurses and just their staff, unfortunately. I, just, I, I woke up and they were like, oh, it went so well. It went so well that you get to leave. As soon as you're ready, as soon as you go to the bathroom and we see you can go to the bathroom, you get to go. And I was like, <laughs> what? I can't go. Like, are you kidding? I can't even go to the bathroom. Like, I could. Oh but it, it took, like, two nurses to help. It was a whole thing. Oh, but God. <laughs> I was just like, you're letting me leave? What? Oh, man. It's insane, isn't it? This this kind of... Uh... How is it for you now with regards to, do you still have drop foot? Is that kind of come back? Is it all? You know, I don't. That went Good. away as soon as I had the surgery, which is Good. great. Amazing. Yeah. So both feet, I occasionally is... stumble, occasionally, like, you know, I have issues with it, mm-hmm. but PT has really, really helped. So that's more um, strength than anything else. Isn't yeah. It? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, You know, it depends how much I do during the day, how inflamed my back gets. You know, mm-hmm. but yeah. no, no more drop foot, which is great. Yeah, good. I mean, yeah. I'd say like maybe it's happened a few times, but it doesn't last. No, yeah, because that's one of the things I've noticed as well. Like sometimes I feel great, everything is good because mm-hmm. my right foot has woken up, which is good, and like the toes are, are kind of right. moving. Yeah, and yeah, my feet are, are sort of moving around now, which is nice. And so I'm able to do things now. I'm able to exercise more and you know, and get to the gym. So I actually can actually rebuild yeah. my legs, which is, yeah, it's which amazing. is great. Yeah, and you're and early yet. So it's just going to get better. 
Yeah, well, this is it. And that's that's the nice thing as well. Like speaking to you, I spoke to to another guy, Matty, who's here in the UK. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's, you know, he's obviously been earlier than me. And um, Chelsea was the same as well. So it's really good to be speaking to people who yeah. have kind of been in the journey and you are where you are. Because for me, it's kind of like, wow, if you guys are here, that's great news because you yeah. guys have got a good mindset the, as well. That's the relief of being in these support groups on Facebook is it's yeah. like, wow, first of all, I'm not alone. Second no. of all, people do improve. Cause I, I, you know, I spent at least a month crying every day convinced mm-hmm. because, you know, I thought I got better. I had three months that I was mm-hmm. better. Yeah. And then suddenly I wasn't, and I had no idea what was going on. I was like, that's it. This is the rest of my life. Yeah. That's yeah, it. Yeah. And then discovering these groups was like, oh my gosh, mm. maybe it isn't the rest of my life. Maybe no. I'll have some problems for the rest of my life, but mm. some things can get better. And they have. Yeah. Just yeah. amazing. Yeah. No, they I definitely hope anyone do. who goes through this like is able to find these groups and find out that Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. Their and life isn't over. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Oh, and look, I, I completely agree. I think, you know, the those groups are have been have been amazing. You know, they've they've been amazing because you, like I was saying before, it, it can be quite a lonely journey because even though you can have a really great network of people around yeah. you, you're the one with called a recliner. You're the one that, as you said, you know, could walk seven miles. You could, you know, do all sorts yeah. of things. And all of a sudden walking around a block, it's, it's an effort, you know. Mm-hmm. And I was walking around the block, as I said today, with my physio. I moved now from the Zimmer frame, so I'm not an old man anymore. I've graduated That's amazing. now. amazing. I've graduated to the crutches. Yeah, so I'm on the crutches now. But with the crutches, it's great because I feel like I'm actually walking. So the crutches are just, you know, they're just helping me. But I've got these splints. Um, there's some oh, here. You go. They're actually close by, so I can put them on, on the shot. These bad boys, oh, so they go into my shoe, yeah. So they kind of go into my into my trainers. Yeah. But what they, but this here, because it goes onto my shin, um, mm-hmm. it's getting on my nerves now because I can't. If if the um, the pavement is uneven, yeah, it stops me. Uh, if I'm walking flat, I can walk. I'm good to go. But as you know, the world isn't flat. <laughs> so yeah, there are bumps. Not. There are bumps. Why I know. carry a cane with me, just in case. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> a and, lot of places. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I'm now, but the, the physio said to me, she's going to get me a new splint, which goes around the ankle. So it just kind of oh, supports the, the feet. Yeah. So then there is, apparently it's a lot easier to move around. So I was very pleased with that because if I can upgrade to those, then that's another thing as well where I can then, really be able to kind of just continue building but you know it's an ongoing journey right it's it's not absolutely something that just um that you can kind of just overcome like that um Mm -hmm. talk to me about your your mindset around this stuff what's what's kind of really helped you to to get to to kind of where you are sure I think I had to hit a certain breaking point of being like this isn't going to improve for me to start looking for places where I could find help. So, you know, finding the Facebook groups, talking to my therapist about it, talking to my like support network of friends, family, for me to be ready to be like, well, you know, I got to fix this. So I, you know, PT also, I have an incredible physical therapist. All the physical therapists at the clinic are just incredible and they've been pushing me so hard and it makes me want to push myself and do it at home which is great um I think I still struggle some days you know when I try to get work done if I try to get anything done and I'm sitting on my computer trying to get stuff I can't do it I can't do it for more than 30 minutes Mm -hmm. and that that's hard it's hard to do that Mm -hmm. you know even trying to drive somewhere and your foot goes numb and mm-hmm. that's and it's my right foot that's what I use yeah. Yeah. that's scary and I'm like well now I can't drive like yeah what are, I do anyways I don't know if I'm, I should but I do <laughs> um <laughs> we're all rebels that's what we are <laughs> but it's just you know things happen and yeah. you know it's hard 
Yeah. But, you know, I think watching things get better has been a real relief and has really helped and has made yeah. me want to push myself harder. Yeah. I think that first month of PT, I wasn't seeing a lot of improvement. And so yeah. it was hard. But mm-hmm. then once I was starting to see the improvement and I, I was still pushing myself anyways. Yeah. But, you know, getting to see it start to improve was a game changer. Yeah. And, and do you think that's just motivated you to to absolutely to yeah. yeah 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 I think that's important for people to to really dial into and, and really listen because one of the things that um even my physio said today <clears throat> because she was talking to me about obviously these new splints and you know the mm-hmm. right foot the left foot because my right foot my right foot basically went to sleep first so we went he got a holiday he got to chill out it was yeah. good but the left one was doing all the work. So it was carrying me mm-hmm. around up until it got to Monday and he went, I'm fucking done. I'm not carrying you anymore. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm going to sleep. So post-op, the right foot came to life um, yeah. after some time. And now it's kind of, it's it's getting there. It's not as kind of strong as it used to be. My toes are definitely mm-hmm. moving. It's hell of a lot better than before. But the left one is like, I'm going to sleep and I'm going to relax and I'm going to chill out. <laughs> Like I started to think to myself, this is how I talk to myself, by the way. And I was like, cool. All right. So you're going to have to wake up at some point because I need you to. Like, we're mm-hmm. not, I don't have the luxury of. That's how I, like, I had to get to a point that I was like, you know, this is going to need to change because I yeah. can't do this any longer. Yeah. yeah. Good. Good. And do you think that helped, you know, by telling yourself, okay, we're not doing this anymore. Like things have got to improve absolutely yeah do you think that kind of giving yourself that signal giving yourself that kind of Mm self-talk helped your body to kind of go oh okay so we're not finished then I think so yeah because I think you know like I said I thought everything got better and it was for a few months and so you know the whole time those first five months post-op I was like yeah I'm gonna get better 100% like it wasn't even a question Mm -hmm. I was gonna get better and then when it didn't, when it suddenly got worse again, mm-hmm. that's when I got into that place that I was like, that's it. This is the rest of my life. But once I spent a month being like, this is the rest of my life, that's a dark place to be. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to feel like that. And so once I was there and I was like, yeah, no, can't do this. The rest of my life, that's when I started to be like, yeah, I'm, I got to do these PT exercises at home. I've got to do everything mm-hmm. that I can. I got to push the doctors. I got to do everything I can. Yeah. that I'm not, you know, an old lady yeah. for the rest of my life. I'm 23. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I still, I walk slowly when I'm in pain. I'm not allowed to take big steps because that arches my back and then, you know, it creates problems. So I still feel like an old lady sometimes, but less mm-hmm. of one. Yeah. And I'm determined to get past that, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And it sounds like you definitely will because of all the things that you're doing anyway, you know, yeah. and, you know, being 23, you've got time you know you've kind of got mm-hmm. that that you know you've got time on your hand you've got youth on your hand you know and all of these are, you know, incredible things but also as well I think I'd even kind of debate as if you've got the right mindset you know mm-hmm. and you're willing to do the work then you can achieve anything you know and I, I, I think, think you're it, so right about that I think it, you know and, and I, I've kind of I, seen it with you know not just with with myself but I've seen it with other people and you know and I've kind of done some some research on 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 other things as well um you know to that has shown consistently that the one thing which Mm -hmm. uh, you know if you can kind of have that kind of power over the mind you know you can pretty much achieve absolutely definitely achieve you know that first month or so when the symptoms came back September yeah my mother was constantly like she's amazing she was constantly like you don't know it could get better and I was like yeah I don't think so I don't think these things get better and it made me so mad that she was like so positive about it too especially because like in my family we joke like she is such a pessimist about everything and I'm (laughs) usually the optimist but I just you know like totally lost that and she's right like when you start thinking about it like there's no reason to not hope because if you hope there's a chance yeah <laughs> you know yeah absolutely and one of the things that i i also realized is what's the worst that can happen because you're Precisely. not going to get any worse than this 
you know, like mm-hmm. things, things aren't really going to get worse than this. So by so there's hoping, no reason not to hope, not to this try. This is it, right? So you can, well, if you try yeah. and things start to get better, then, you know, why not give it, you know, exactly. give it a go, right? Make it happen for yourself. And what's kind of the journey for you, I guess, moving forward, you know, with kind of where you are, how long have you got left with, with regards to, to, to college then? Because if you're not able to kind of be in class and are you're, so are you kind of doing things at home and, and online? Yeah, I'm doing asynchronous classes mm-hmm. online next semester, which hopefully will go well. I had to drop both classes that I was taking this semester because they were in person. And I just, mm-hmm. even with like the accommodations I had happening, I wasn't going enough. And also, I just like papers are really hard to do because I can't. First of all, I have ADHD and they're already hard. But second of all, they're <laughs> they're practically impossible. When I sit down, I get myself all ready to get work done, and then I have fifteen minutes to get work done before. That's it. I can't. I can't mm. sit there any longer <laughs> yeah. because I can't focus because I'm in so much pain. Mm. You know. Yeah. And also um, everything that you usually do normally without thinking takes three times as long. <laughs> no, I like cannot express to you how much dishes have become such a problem in my life. Like getting my dishes washed. We, the apartment I'm in right now, we don't have a dishwasher. Mm-hmm. And it's just unbelievable. Something that's like so simple. But I have to bend over a, a little bit, you know, yeah. to wash mm-hmm. it in the sink. It's just unbelievable how hard that is my new trick though that i discovered this week if i wear my apron Mm -hmm. i can bend over a little less because it won't splash on me as much Uh, so so that that's my new trick but (laughs) (laughs) i started to because bending this is the other thing as well you don't think about do you like the small things that we were able to like bending forward picking something up or yeah just you gotta use a grabber for that and then the grabbers don't necessarily pick it up yeah heavy or too slippery or whatever yeah i mean i uh i um i was thank god i can squat now (laughs) yeah i was washing my hands (laughs) before i'd have to lean on the sink but if i lean on a sink my back i go backwards Mm -hmm. because obviously my hips shipping i was having that issue when i was first post off yeah yeah absolutely so now thankfully because you know i'm able i'm kind of rebuilding you know the the glutes and my hamstrings mm-hmm. and you know it's starting to get a bit stronger yeah i'm able to slowly kind of bend forward but the other day i honestly I, i'd love to be able to have a camera so i can look at myself because i kind of caught how my knees looked and my knees basically bent inwards i'm bending my knees yep. to try and bend forward <laughs> so, I, so i can wash my hands and i was kind of chuckling to myself because these are things that you just don't, you don't, you don't even think about, you don't even imagine, like, I tried to explain it to, to, to my wife, and I tried to explain it to other people, I was like, honestly, everything I try to do now takes me three times as, as long, absolutely, and I have other disabilities too, so it's just like, unbelievable, so, so talk to me about the other disabilities that that you've got because obviously this on its own is bloody hell that's one thing but so have you got other things then that kind of I guess just makes this yeah. so I mentioned when I first started having any issues with my back at all it was January 2022 mm-hmm. I had already just went on medical leave from my university so I was already going to graduate late because I was mm-hmm. told I had chronic sinus infection and they put me on all these insane meds, every like the strongest antibiotics, the strongest steroids ever. And, you know, that made it seem like I was even sicker than I actually was because mm-hmm. I didn't have a chronic sinus infection. I have chronic migraines and they didn't figure that out until I was already home on medical leave. So I've been dealing with the migraines. I see a neurologist, I think, tomorrow, not for my back, for my head. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I have doctors for all the things. Um, <laughs> So, you know, that that's already created, you know, a pretty mm. significant issue. And, you know, yeah. that's another pain that I have to mm. deal with. Um, I also have ADHD, like I mentioned. Mm-hmm. I've had anxiety since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And I have PCOS. So I'm dealing right. with, you know, chronic illness stuff from PCOS. Right. So what's PCOS just so... So PCOS is polycystic ovary syndrome. So it's oh, not that course. uncommon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but 
I have insulin resistance because of that. I have extremely high cholesterol and extremely high um, blood pressure. So I'm always tired all the right. time. Oh, wow. On top of everything being tired because, you know, I'm rebuilding muscles that yeah. I, you yeah. know, totally lost because mm-hmm. I had a major surgery. Mm. Um, but yeah, so I have quite a bit of things going on medically. Everyone always jokes in my family, like, it's just, I'm a total zebra. Like, it's just <laughs> unbelievable. You're, I mean, you're obviously a very strong person you know mm, mentally yeah. <laughs> to and honestly you know uh hats off to you because i think going through just you know pcos you know even kind of you know with with the, the the sort of the migraines and stuff i mean yeah. you know those that would just knock not you out and it's not easy just dagging itself and then if you know if you're kind of struggling with anxiety and then adhd these things take their toll you know mentally you know, and they they, they build upon really, each other. They do, yeah. Especially so if you're really anxious and then you can't focus done. on something, yeah, then you start to get stressed out and all of a sudden you get a mm-hmm. headache and you think, oh, God, that then turns into a migraine. And Absolutely. I mean, yeah, no, hey, listen, I, I get it. I, it's a fucking nightmare. But so this is it. I, you know, this is where I really want to commend you, you know, for kind of your your strength Thank really you. and, and your positivity because you're so you are very positive and you are very optimistic, you know, even though you're kind of, <laughs> yeah, but look, fair play to you. And then one of the things that I, I, I'd encourage you is don't ever give that up, you know, cause I think that's a superpower, you know, I really yeah. think it is. Well, like I, said, I think I lost it for a month and I discovered, you know, there's no reason, there's no reason not to be helpful. Yeah. Cause then you've got nothing. Yeah. You absolutely. Know? Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and with, with what you've also discovered by going into that dark place you know, mm-hmm. is that okay? I've got two choices now. I'll either go deeper into this dark place, yeah, or I'll get myself back into you know into that light and and keep having that hope, keep having that faith Absolutely. and courage, and you know just I guess keep doing the work. You know, just yeah. um, you know, just put one foot in front of the other, as they say, mm-hmm. and you know, and and let's kind of hope for the best. And thankfully, um, you know, it's been it's been paying off. You know. It's been paying off, yeah. which is yeah, which is incredible. So, what are you going to graduate in? What's your? Um, what's your I have degree? no idea. It's going to take a while. <laughs> At this point, there's a lot of days that, like, especially when I ended up dropping. At first, I dropped one class, then I dropped my only class, and I was like, "That's it. I need to drop out of school. I'm done. Like, this is never going to happen." <laughs> um, I really want the degree. I'm so close. It's probably though going to take a few years because I, I can't do it full time. I just physically can't do it full time. There's too much going on. I actually, my full time job right now is going to doctor's appointments. I go to doctor's appointments Mm -hmm. probably three mornings a week, sometimes Mm -hmm. two. Plus, I have physical therapy. Mm -hmm. I have actual therapy. You know, Mm -hmm. my whole life is going to doctor's appointments. Yeah. Um, I work a part time job twice a week. Mm -hmm. Um, I love it. I work at a day school, like a, a private school. Um, I'm an education major. So my original plan was to be a special, Uh, I was studying special and elementary education before mm -hmm. everything health wise Mm -hmm. went to shit. Um, (laughs) And so, you know, that had been my plan forever. I knew what I was going to do. I was going to be a special education teacher. Mm -hmm. I can't physically, you know, being a special education teacher is a really physical job. Right. That's not going to be realistic for me, at least in the next five years probably longer like you know that's mm-hmm. even let's say I'm able to get an epidural injection that's not something that I think is going to be realistic because mm-hmm. it's 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 a lot physically you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> um so I you know mourned that for a bit grieved that for quite mm-hmm. a bit because you know that had been my plan and now I'm ready yeah. to figure out something else so yeah you know, I've been exploring ideas of what I'm going to do. If I don't end up getting the degree, I've been exploring ideas of what I'm going to do. If I do get the degree, what I can do in the meantime, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I worked on some political campaigns and had some pretty big deal internships back in 2020. So, Mm -hmm. you know, 2024 is coming up, that Mm -hmm. whole election cycle. I'm going to, you know, reach out to places, Mm -hmm. my resume out there. That's, that's my goal for this week is putting my resume yeah. Out to places. Mm-hmm. Of course, now I have to deal with my 
in my apartment the whole week. So we'll see yeah. if that gets postponed. But um, <laughs> that's the big thing. You know, maybe I'll look into going into real estate. There, there's options for people. Uh, they have a degree, whether they don't. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know. this, is, this is one of the things that where we are now, this time in the world, you can pretty much become anything. With technology, yeah. with you know the resources and content and that's out there, yeah, this is it. You know, so you can fit things, you know, completely around you and, and your schedule and your lifestyle, and you know, and that's something which, let's say, four years ago, five years ago, that yeah. was pretty much not Thank really existent. Yeah, you yeah. know, some companies were kind of starting to do the whole hybrid thing, you know, you can work from home one or two days a week, mm-hmm. but all of a sudden now, you know, it's kind of like you can walk, you can work from the beach, you can work from, you know, a different country. Like it really doesn't yeah. doesn't matter, which is, you know, which Absolutely. is incredible. So, and of course, I'm going to be honest, I'm, I'm a very social person. Being yeah. in person, working with people, I want to be a teacher. I want to be especially... You know, yeah. my goal never would have been, it never would have been my ambition to, you know, work from home, mm-hmm. you know. No. But at this point, I'm like, I can work from home? Like, great, <laughs> I can do something. <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah. But you, and and again, you know, you, you, can, you can always choose and maybe find something that yeah. you can do both, you know. Exactly. You, you can do both. I think this is one of the things I I've work kind of twice a week for a couple of hours. And then I get my fill of being like, there we go. I'm fulfilled. I've worked That's it. with kids. I've worked with people. I've, you know, gotten out of the house. Yeah, yeah. I've accomplished something. I'm usually in excruciating pain afterwards, but <laughs> worth it, you know? You like- did it. That's it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, well, look, I really hope that, you know, it, you continue shining, you know, when you continue you. you know, recovering and just getting stronger and stronger and stronger. And, you know, you're, you're kind of back to 100%, you know, 110%, you know, full health, because you've got the right mindset for it, you know, you really do. And that's one of the things I've, I've realized that if, if you believe that you will recover 110%, you will, you know, and, and, and I've started to test this out. This is why I'm interviewing people. This is why I'm trying all of these things, just to see and kind of realize can we actually do this? Like if mentally, if we just start saying to ourselves, do you know what? My body's perfect. Everything is healed. I'm not in pain anymore. And this is some of the things that I kind of say to myself. Now I'm rebuilding. I'm rebuilding all the muscles. I'm going to be walking. I'm going to be running, blah, 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 all sorts of different things. And I wonder, and I'd love to challenge anybody listening, especially if you're going through this journey as well, try it. Try it. Do it every day. Start speaking to yourself differently. Start thinking differently and start to, as you've seen, you know, Ilana's journey. I mean, you kind of went through that dark time and you pulled yourself out because you're like, wow, this is going to take me somewhere I really don't want to be. And where you are now, you seem so optimistic about things and you're seeing the results as well, which I think that's really, really important. Um, Any final wise words? I think, you know, just reiterating that you've got to be optimistic. There's nothing, you don't have any other choice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And also, that's true. you have to advocate for yourself. Yes. Yes. 100%. 100%. Don't be the victim in this. You know, yes. it's hard. We're all in this together. It is hard. It is a very lonely journey. But remember that you are the victor. You are the warrior in this. And I think, and yeah. please back me up on this if you, if you, if you can relate, one of the things I've realized is, man, this builds strength. You know, you've got to be a strong absolutely. person to get through this, right? Yes, absolutely. And this is what I mean. So CES, you know, called a requiner builds warriors. So, you know, stay with that, people. Stay with that. Keep shining. Have an amazing one. Alana, honestly, thank you so much for, for coming on today. And thank you. And thank you for raising awareness, everything. Oh, my pleasure. And look, let's you. stay connected. You know, let's stay connected. Absolutely. Let's kind of see where you are. And if you want to come back and do another one and update us on, on where you are, then please, please let me know. I'd love to, to kind of have you back. And I wish you nothing but, you know, success in, in everything you do. 
Amazing. Well, thank you so much. Have a great rest of your week. You too. Listen, guys, thank you so much for listening and I will see you on the next episode. Take care. Thanks for listening. And if you want to find out more about how you can overcome issues caused by mental health, go to alexdesilva.co.uk. That's www.alxdasilva.co.uk. See you on the next one. Be great, be fantastic, and be absolutely phenomenal. Take care.